Hello, all of my workout people, fitness friends, health fanatics, and everyone else. You're listening to the How Should I Bro podcast, and we are happy you're here. This show is brought to you by a couple awesome people. The first one is Show Me Comics. Show Me Comics is the independent uh, comic book company that is probably the best in the entire world. They produce a 64-page full-color graphic novel called Hafu, and... It's kind of like the world of ninjas meet the world of mafia, Ninja Turtles, Goodfellas. But if the writer of the book had his say, he'd probably tell me I'm full of shit. Anyway, you can get your copy now at showmecomics.com, and they will send it right to your mailbox. Or you can go on Comixology and get it digitally. We're also brought to you by Extreme Krav Maga Fitness. That's where I do all of my personal training, my boot camps, the MMA classes, self-defense, you name it, they do it. And it's not going to cost you an arm and leg. It well, is. it might. Anybody want to see me eat black pussy? <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be periscoping <laughs> later tonight. <laughs> yeah, actually. Better catch that, that on Periscope to get the full meaning of what Jordan was talking about. Yeah, I can't wait to because it could have meant the cat the or it could have meant his. Wow, <laughs> it's actually. I remember be on... there was a guy that uh, <laughs> I was going to submarine school with, and we were talking physics, and we were talking about black holes, and he's like. I don't believe in black holes, and I'm like, I do. Because <laughs> I've been in one. Actually, I've been in multiple. But uh, let's right. not talk about that for the wife. That's when, uh, it's all going to be on Pornhub later. <laughs> well, when we were when we were a bit younger, Jordan once told me that his favorite porno website was called Black Holes, White Poles. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was called Round and Brown, so why don't you get it right? So... You could almost say that Jordan is addicted to black holes, and that's actually the topic of today's podcast, is addiction. Now, (laughs) well, I'm out. (laughs) I thought the topic was going to be black holes. (laughs) Well, that's that's included. You know, they got a larger gravitational pool. (laughs) (laughs) Once you go, you never go back. That's a (laughs) subtopic. Sam Lurgeon. Hook, line, sinker. (laughs) All right. So anyway, today's episode is about addictions. Now, at the surface, it's pretty easy to understand where addictions could come in. I mean, with health and fitness, people get addicted to to bad foods. They get addicted to sugar. They get addicted to junk food. And um, that's the common one that you would that you would first come to mind whenever you're thinking of health and fitness. But it goes a lot further under the surface than just junk foods and. You know, one one that a lot of people don't think about that's an addiction is being addicted to working out. You know, there's people out there that are uh, addicted to being in the gym constantly, like they've got this uh, fucked up body image in their mind. They don't see themselves the way they actually are, so they're addicted to going to the gym, you know, every day, multiple times per day, and eating the least amount of calories, and maybe it's led to them being anorexic. But that's an addiction as well. And some addictions can be good. Some addictions can be bad. But my point is, um, in the world that I work in, it's not just about being addicted to bad foods. And I like to think that part of our show is to help motivate and inspire people and get them through some of the struggles they're having that, you know, they might present it as though their problem is they're overweight. But there's a lot more to it than just dieting. And working out to solve that problem. Sometimes it's good that we get to the psychological side of things to help them out. And it can be beyond just working out and eating right. So right now, 
I have a toy machine gun pointed at me. Obviously, somebody over here is addicted to uh, SEAL Team 6, SEAL Team 5. Clear. <laughs> somebody over here is addicted to uh, uh, violence. And let's talk about you for a minute, Mr. Jordan oh, Taylor 82. Already. Now I'm gonna point the camera over a little further over there and see that you've got a uh, you've got a beer sitting on the table next this to you. Is a cream soda. <laughs> you've got a machine gun on the other side. <laughs> yeah, and, and you've got sunglasses that because I wear them at night because <laughs> uh, they made a musical about it. All right, so uh, would you say that you have like an addictive personality? Fuck yeah, dude. Let's start. There was the well. I remember this guy. uh, His name was Gil Thomas. All right, I don't know if you ever heard of Gil Thomas. Uh, Sure. No, you. (laughs) No, I did when you started talking about him. So I've heard about him. He was the guy in this guy in the South that I knew, and he's like uh, talking about basically pleasing a woman, right? right? And he's said, you know, we all know the the normal uh, missionary pump and hump. And then you got the go down on the chick, right? And do the whole alphabet thing. (laughs) But what he taught me about is his patented move called the Gil Thomas courtesy swipe. Have you ever heard about this? I have not heard about this. All right. This is groundbreaking. He's saying that most girls like their butthole licked, (laughs) but will not admit it and or don't know that they like it right Right. so what he's saying is uh, the this cup symbol (laughs) that's the butt cheeks right away so i had a feeling you get that up there you're doing the regular a b c d e f g and then (laughs) you give a courtesy swipe (laughs) (laughs) to judge the reaction right? right so if the reaction is (laughs) <laughs> you don't you you can't proceed right so you just go back to a b c d e like it was an accident right, right? but <laughs> like that pun <laughs> if the courtesy swipe gets a what <sighs> then you're like oh shit and you haven't thought about it up to this point Oh shit! You like the pun? <laughs> <laughs> Do I keep doing this? You know, and the answer is yes because you got the response you were looking for from the courtesy swipe, right? But then the courtesy doesn't become a courtesy; it becomes a demand, and that's when you fall into addiction, and you gotta lick that butthole every single time. So that's my story about addiction. So they become addicted to the butthole getting licked, or you become addicted to licking the butthole. It could work both ways. Dude, I remember, so I knew this girl, right? (laughs) And her name was Remote Domain. (laughs) And she had these long, braided, like, you know... When you see blonde hair on a black chick, right? probably not natural. Yeah. Like, oh hundred times out of a hundred it's not natural (laughs) but they were long and they were sexy and i remember that's where i got instituted to the courtesy swipe because she said uh 
Like someone made a joke about licking butthole, <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't laugh. Uh, and I looked at her and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> probably a good indication that you like your butthole lick, <laughs> right? If you don't laugh at a butthole licking joke, she's right. just like, truth, you know. <laughs> So I remember, in it couldn't get it out of my mind, and I'm like, "Doesn't that like isn't that weird? You know what I mean?" And she said, uh, "Not if you've just showered." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good point. And I'm like, "This is like a college education, you know? I am getting my mind expanded here. What's going on?" And all I'm saying is, if you try the courtesy swipe. You might get addicted. <laughs> Did that fit into your whole addiction? Uh, yeah, kind of. I could see where that fit into the whole addiction thing. Well, you can't I, see where it fit in because you've got muff in your face well, and you just feel that it fits in. All right. Well, for all the listeners out there, make sure that uh, if you're on Periscope, that you add us. You can and that you don't share this with anybody. <laughs> yeah. Except for the uh, people that are listening. Um, on Periscope, you can watch us, and then you could have actually seen Jordan's demonstration of the uh, the courtesy swipe. But what the he, Gil Thomas courtesy the Gil swipe. Thomas give courtesy it, swipe. It. But what he didn't know was that whenever he was cupping his hands, pretending to be holding the butt cheeks, that was actually my butt cheeks he was holding. <laughs> Just messed up. Or maybe it was Davy Vegas' butt cheeks that he was holding. <laughs> No, the Let problem with that is, is neither one of you shower. So well, if I'm taking, well, <laughs> if I'm taking the advice of my long braided blonde black friend, well, <laughs> I, I know we're not used to it here with the uh, the lack of follicles. But Davy Vega's got some long hair. He's got a scruffy beard, and let me That's tell you what sure. that hole down there, it ain't smooth. <laughs> <laughs> so it's got to be clean. <laughs> yeah, we call that forest ranger. <laughs> All right, so uh, moving on in our talk about addictions. Um, oh, but I think the point was like once you do the courtesy wipe, you're addicted. Oh, they get that across. Yeah, I don't stop. know if I got that across. It's like we've we've actually been having to like sh- like move Jordan's head away under the table because he's been going around to each one of us <laughs> trying to give us a courtesy like, swipe. And he's once he's you go to, to a tight small surface area, going back to wet and wide. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's like well, it's, I, you actually do less work. It's like smaller diameter, a lot less work. Is that too much detail? Sorry. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. But addiction. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious to know is there anything out there? I don't care if it's food related. I don't care if it's psychological, like bad thoughts that you constantly have, negative things that you say to yourself, whether it's little ticks that you have. But everybody's got some type of addiction. Like I said, it could be good. It could be bad. Now, because I'm the host of the show and I got to talk about health and fitness related things, I'll talk about my addiction to bad foods. And it's something that I've had since I was a little kid because I grew up with parents that fed us fast food constantly. My mom did not cook, so whatever we ate was whatever the newest fast food restaurant in my hometown was. And so it was like McDonald's for breakfast and Sonic for lunch and fucking Hardee's or whatever for dinner. Like, well, I remember you told did. me, you're like, all I need, I mean, this is what you said you need. High sodium, yeah. processed meat. Yep. Natural casing. Yep. So you said, 
all I need is salty sausage in my mouth, like all day. <laughs> that's that's the addiction. I need salty sausage. So it's not necessarily food, so don't well, mislead people. I need salty sausage, but I also need the courtesy swipe from you. So <laughs> at the same time, you don't anyway. shower though. You're not. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, that's definitely my thing. Like I could, I could go to Taco Bell right now and drop like four hundred bucks. And uh, it'd be no big deal at all. Like, I love bad food. Can we and get for real for a minute? I'm being for real. No, I mean, can I get for real? Yes, you can get for real. <laughs> that was my misdirect to make you think that the courtesy swipe is not for real. It's for real. <laughs> um, so, actually, I brought this up as a topic to you, right? Yes, you did. Yeah, so the, the whole addiction thing... Um, if you want to put some violin music in here, that would probably be good. And, uh, wait, uh, I could probably get Fat Fuck to come here and sing his national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> you probably could, which would make me a little bit misty. It would make the tears come down. I would be a little sad. But instead, I'll just keep it rearer. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, on the subject of addiction, do we have anybody watching... Um, I have no idea this thing because doesn't... if you are watching I'm about to get serious for a second um, dude taint just fucking tastes great <laughs> <laughs> no I'm gonna get serious for a second so <laughs> round about the end of last year I actually had a problem um, with addiction and I was addicted to alcohol mm-hmm. and um Fuck, this is too real. I'll tell the story. So, I can't tell the story because my wife could see this. But <laughs> Now you know it's a real thing. But anyway, in all seriousness, so at the end of last year, I found myself drinking and not enjoying it. If that makes sense to you, right. what I was doing is I was just drinking out of habit. You know, I was just throwing them back and throwing them back. And it got to the point where I actually think that my brain fizzle, physiologically changed mm-hmm. to the point where it needed it, right? So the I was actually sober for four months after that where I didn't touch a drop, Okay. So the day before I went to the sobriety, I decided I need to stop. And I remember laying in bed because I'd been out all night, all the way into the morning. And I came home and my family was pissed and they fucking left. And I was laying in bed shaking, you know, just shaking. And I thought, good grief, I don't. I don't have control on this anymore. It's like right. when I am licking taint, I am in complete control, <laughs> you know. But when it comes to alcohol, I'm not in control anymore. And right. it, I mean, this is a true story. So actually the very that night I went to an AA group that was online on the computer because I was shaking and, and, right. and like I couldn't get myself together. And the next day I went to an AA group in person. Yeah. Okay. And when I went to that AA group in person, it was just the one takeaway I'll say. I mean, this is as prominent as first learning about the Gil Thomas courtesy swipe. (laughs) 
the one takeaway I'll say is like being able to just sit in that meeting and say, I'm an alcoholic. Right. That was liberating, mm -hmm. right? And that set me on a path of recovery. And I didn't touch a drop for four months. Right. And I remember you would give me updates. You had this little app that kept yeah, track I've still of, got it. Yeah. So, and I know you see that I have a beer now, but me having a beer now is way different. Like, right. It's just like when I first started licking black butthole, like <laughs> that was just my whole life, you right. know. But then it, it was like I can take it or leave it, you know. I mean, it's a freaking. Two in the pink, one in the stink, whatever you got. So, anyway, I, I got to the point where in my addiction journey, I realized this has helped me, you know, like going to AA and these meetings and mm -hmm. interfacing with these people. But I think these people in this group are addicted to AA. Right. Like, that's their whole freaking life. Like, all their friends are members of AA. Their whole social calendar is filled up with AA meetings or AA events or things like that. Like, all their communication by phone is either checking up on somebody in AA or, or whatever. And I realized at that point I kind of had an epiphany. Right. That these people never lost their addiction they just changed it from one thing to another. Yeah. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. Mm -hmm. We've talked about that before where, um, you know, if somebody has a bad habit, it's not enough to just stop doing that habit. You need to replace it with something better. And and what's funny is a lot of these people that I went... It's, it's not fucking funny. It's sad. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of these people I went to AA with, I would go once a week. But a lot of the people I went with went three times, four times, five times, six times a week to this group. And that's when I realized, like, AA has a lot of great components to it. I'm not going to knock it. It helped me mm -hmm. a lot. But when you're that in-depth in it, you're just replacing one thing for another. Mm -hmm. And then I took a look at myself and I realized, damn, I started smoking more. I started eating sweets more, stuff like that. Like... I replaced a small part of the alcohol addiction with AA, but I also replaced it with these other things, the smoking, the eating, the this, the that. And uh, what the epiphany was is I really think, without me pontificating a lot more, yeah. that every single human being is an addict. Sure. And that's what really came into my mind. And I'm like, holy shit. And I, I started rewinding in my life. Okay, I'm like, what happened before I got addicted to alcohol? Yeah. And what happened was I had a military job that was a 24-7 job. Right. I was also going to college. And that consumed a lot of my time. I was also doing stuff with my family. And then... Right when I started down my road of alcoholism was when I stopped doing all that stuff. I went to a 9-to-5 job. I graduated from college, so that was no longer a part of my life. Right. Um, I had a wacky schedule and no longer had access to the base gym, so I stopped working out on a regular basis. So there was 
and I started working Sundays. I used to go to church, and I stopped church. So if you take those four things that I stopped, those are major things in my life. And you, if you put it in the frame of addiction, in a way, I was addicted to those things. Every Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, I did homework, like clockwork. It was just like an addiction for college. I did that. You know, every weekday Mm -hmm. from this time to this time and every weekend rotating, I worked. Suddenly, all my normal routine, which I classify as addictions, left. So what did I do? I filled them in with something new. The new thing was drinking. Mm -hmm. Where on a normal Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, I would think all day at work about when I get off work, what I'm going to do is blank. Right. That blank was college. I graduated from college. Suddenly, there's this missing gap. There was nothing to think about all day. Except, oh man, I heard a new delicious beer is coming out. So all day I would think about, hey, when I get off, I'm going to go to Mm -hmm. this beverage store and buy this kind of beer. And that transferred over and it got out of control. But it's weird to think, really, when it comes to health and fitness, that no one will say it because most people's behavior... If it's not socially unacceptable, right. it's not called an addiction. Mm-hmm. It's called a hobby. Yeah, It's called a way of life. Mm-hmm. It's called something you're interested in. It's called a job. Yeah. It's called a workaholic. Mm-hmm. doesn't have the same stigma as alcoholic. Right. We're sitting here with Davey Vega. Would you say you're addicted to wrestling? I was actually sitting here listening to you, and I'm like, I don't think I have any addictions. And then, sure enough, I'm like, well... If I didn't have wrestling in my life, what would I be doing? Because that's my whole life. Right. On Monday, do you start thinking about your road trip to Iowa or Illinois or wherever you go? Oh, yeah, let's thinking say, about it all week? Let's say, like, Friday, let's say I have a triple shot Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, I get home, and I'm like, man, I'm so glad to be home. Like, I get to lay in my bed. I get to do this. I get to just have a normal life. By Tuesday morning, I'm like thinking of stuff that i want to do for the weekend as far as my wrestling matches go i'm like hey i'm gonna do this oh i'm wrestling this guy we can do this 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 and this and and, uh by that by that time it's like i've had one day of not even a day of relaxation and getting away i guess from my addiction Mm -hmm. and i'm already back in wrestling mode Tuesday all the way right. through the rest of the week. At the but moment. it doesn't like, have a social stigma, so you've never thought of it as an addiction. No, you know? not at right. All. That's like uh, earlier on, like Monday or Wednesday, one of the days we were working out, he actually came up to me at the gym, and that's what he said. He goes, man, I've actually got a weekend off. You want to go get booked somewhere? <laughs> like, he was already trying to get a book in. Yeah. And like, tonight, yeah. like, I remembered him telling me that he had nothing going on. I thought, dude, that's got to be like tearing him up having a Saturday where he's not out of town he's probably sitting around fucking thinking about that stuff and I thought well fuck it don't sit around come over and hang out with us that way you're not you know what I'm saying like having those constant thoughts Mm -hmm. of why am I not at a show why am I fucking at home now now my brain's gonna go insane well hey come out here it's a way of helping deal with with some of that but I go ahead and I guess to a lesser extent it's uh you know like wrestling would be my addiction but to a lesser extent like 
maybe like I'm an adrenaline junkie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. So that's because that's where I get that's where I get my fix mm-hmm. basically is from the adrenaline. So, but if it's not affecting other areas of your life, or in this case your health, mm-hmm. then it's not a big deal. It's a good right. thing. It's the hobby area, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but alcohol does affect negatively a lot of places or, or parts of your life, especially because it makes a physiological change. Right. And that's what I think we should focus on because, like I said, when I stopped drinking, I ate more. Mm-hmm. I was just filling in one substance abuse for another. But I think most fat people or unhealthy people, you don't look at them and go, oh, my God, they're an addict. Like the way you would a heroin Mm -hmm. or a cocaine or a freaking alcohol addict. You don't treat them like that. But I really think you should treat them like that. And I think the main thing we need to talk about on this podcast is the fact that everyone's an addict. Okay, that's right. not a bad thing. It's a human thing. Okay, a lot of successful people in life were addicted to politics, business, whatever. You know, some these titans that everybody knows. They were addicted to that mm. that shit. You know, the point is, if you have something bad, you cannot just cut it out of your life. You have to replace it. Right. Uh, I had a. A friend that I go to church with that basically said, it's not enough to repent, you have to replace, you know. So if you used to steal, you don't just stop because you were probably addicted to stealing. Instead, replace it with charity, Mm. you know, for instance. And then that can be the new thing you get psyched up about. Oh my god, it's Monday. I can't wait till Saturday when I go to the soup kitchen and help people out. That would be way different than just eh, Saturday's coming. Oh shit. That's the day that I just have to lock myself in my apartment and freaking not go out because I've got this urge that I can't act on. Yeah. So replacing is a big thing, I think. And Bringing it back to this How Should I Bro podcast, if it's somebody that's either A, trying to start working out, or B, trying to change their diet, you cannot just stop one thing without starting another. Well, and you want to make sure, too, that what they replace it with isn't just another destructive force to their no, life. No, that's because what I'm I saying. I had a client so. that exactly what we're talking about. She was addicted to alcohol. She was, oh man, was she an alcoholic. And it took me a while to realize this because I would get texts at like two in the morning from her that were completely just erratic. Like, what in the world? Where did this come from? And it got, you know, more often and on particular days of the week, I would start to notice like, oh wait, around Thursday or Friday, she would start sending me these texts really late that were Mm -hmm. just completely down on herself that were um, negative, negative towards training, negative towards things that we had just just a positive feeling about, say, two days before. Maybe we had a pretty good weigh-in and she was all positive. And then that night, completely opposite. This isn't working. I'm not getting results. I suck. I'm this. I'm going to kill myself. I'm ready to quit. And I'm like, whoa, where are we getting such a personality flip? And then when I would start to notice there was a pattern to the times that I would get these messages from her, and what days that I was getting these messages and, and how um, 
how often that I was starting to get these, I thought, there's something to this pattern. There's something triggering this. Now, what else could be going on towards, you know, the weekend of every week at this time? And I'm like, man, I think, I knew that she went out quite often. I knew that she, um, you know, I knew that she she went out on the weekends and she had some drinks, but I was starting to think, this might be a little more serious than what I yeah. thought. And then I started to think more about, like, her training and how she was with it. And I started to you know, there are things about her. She has an addictive personality. And I was like, I well, think she uh, might be an alcoholic. So I wish you would strip that, that phrase, though, the addictive personality. I really think everyone's has an addictive they, they personality. They are. And I agree with that. But just yeah. for the sake of this scenario, I'll... Like I, you with works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with you with courtesy swipes. Yeah. But, um, dude, try it, dude. Gil Thomas. Who, hey, who said I haven't? <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> So anyway, back to my client. So I finally, I, I, I confronted her about it. We had a weigh-in where she was not quite happy with how things were. And I finally s- said, look, you know, how much are you drinking? I said, because you've told me about how you go out, you have fun, you party a little bit. I was like, how much are you actually drinking and how often? And when we really got down to it, I'm like, do you realize the amount of alcohol you're consuming and the amount of sodium and calories in it is pretty much destroying everything we're doing during the week? I started off, I tried to frame it in the context of your your alcohol consumption is ruining like your training, but it more got down to like no, it's it's your life. Like it's it's right, fucking yeah, up yeah. your life right now. And we we talked about it enough and we're able to use it as enough motivation to say, look, do you know where you would be at in your life right now if you would cut the alcohol out and replace it? With the fitness, let's just yeah. just jump head first in it. So I th- I'm thinking to myself, like, dude, I was getting proud because like, <clears throat> it, there's times in this field where I'm ready to blow my fucking brains out, where I'll feel like, oh man, I wasn't able to help this person, or like I really do. I mean, I take it to heart. If somebody doesn't fucking get the results that they came to me for, I feel like a failure. Like it affects me. It hurts me whenever they're whenever they're down. Like I really do. I care about this what I do and I care about my clients that much when they do succeed then I succeed with them I feel great so with her it was one of those moments I was like dude this is awesome because not only am I helping her get into better shape I'm helping her get out of this you know this addiction this bad thing because I helped her replace it with a new addiction like yeah this is going to be great so I'm thinking I did something great with all this here's the problem all I did was help her form a new addiction but it wasn't it wasn't necessarily a good one either, because what happened was she went from going out. <laughs> I really wish I could say download Periscope. Why'd you put that? <laughs> what just happened in the studio wasn't even on Periscope. <laughs> it's so easy to make you break, dude. <laughs> so, like Jordan, literally just. Picked his ass and smelled it. <laughs> That's called the courtesy sniff. <laughs> hey, nobody was recording this, so he did it because he loves it. <laughs> addicted. He's addicted to it. He's addicted to it. So anyway, my client, uh, yeah, she jumped head first into taking the fitness and replacing it with the alcohol, but she got to where like she would be in the gym now. Like She would see me for our hour-long session, 
And she got to where she wanted to add extra sessions. She would pay extra money to get extra sessions in there. And then she would get done with our section, our session, and she would go across the street to the, the commercial gym right next door and would do another two hours and then would go back later on at night and do another like two. And then she got to where she's like, write me out a routine for what I should do it in the evening whenever I'm with you and what I should do whenever I go back again at this time and at that time. So she got to where the, I guess, the comfort yeah. That the alcohol was giving her, she replaced that with the fitness, and I was happy because at least she wasn't um, getting the the negative side effects of being drunk all the time. But now she's doing harm to her body in a way well, that seems like it's a good thing, but it and wasn't. This is where the epiphany led, right? Mm-hmm. With the whole everybody's an addict thing. The normal person that you see that's well adjusted, blah 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 is most likely because they have spread their addiction into multiple interests. Right. You know, like, oh, yeah, on Saturday I make Pinewood Derby cars, you know, and on Sunday I milk a cow with my lips. And and then during the week I work, I take care of my kids... And I do origami and blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm being facetious, but it's legitimate. If you rewind to what I said earlier, I was in the military. I was taking college classes. I was raising kids. I was going to church. I was doing this. I was doing that. I was actually working on the comic book with Sam. You put all of those things into perspective, and it's like, I spread my addictive personality into manageable chunks. Mm. When those manageable chunks went away, I could have either chosen to replace it with one thing, which what I did was alcohol, and that turned out very bad, or I could have replaced it with multiple things and kind of like instead of 100% one thing, 20% 20% five things. Right. Does that make sense? Oh, mm-hmm. completely. Yeah. It's I, like, what would you do right now, uh, D- Davey Vega, if you tore your ACL and couldn't wrestle? I mean, that... You I, could I, I fall really, into something bad. Yeah, I mean, know? I really I really don't, don't know, honestly. Like, right. I mean, obviously, like, you know, growing up, like, uh, even now, like, I have video games. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, my, you know, with the ACL tear, that would be something that would probably take over... Uh, but outside of that, I had no idea. What would you do if you tore your ACH? <laughs> oh, wait, Probably. maybe you have. What would you do if you... <laughs> Giving him a courtesy wipe too hard. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, what if you tore your courtesy swipe? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, I, I mean, I think that's a legitimate thing to think about because I never thought about it before I made this life transition and gave up all these... I don't even know if this microphone's picking me up. Is it? It is. Okay. Well, so, the, the way that I thought of that, I I started to think a while back that I have some form of like what I call OCD ADD, which is the ability to have like laser like focus on one thing, what? but have like twenty different <laughs> things that I get that I can go from. So it's like laser like focus on this thing, and then twenty minutes later, boom, laser like focus on this, boom, laser like focus on that, boom, over here. It's not just I couldn't just sit and play a game for you know three hours. I, I don't have the, even for the the art. Dude, we played like Rajma for four hours the other day. That's different though. <laughs> that combines two addictions: the Rajma and the courtesy swipe. For those but, of you who so, don't know, so what? The, the podcast will be over by episode twenty. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> um, 
But I couldn't sit and do something for like three hours with a laser like focus, but I could move like in a short amount of time. Like I could do like 30 minutes, like boom, though. I mean, like complete attention and then move to something completely opposite and have just laser like focus on that for up to 30 minutes and then boom over here to that for like 30 minutes. And I don't know if you'd call that an addiction or if it's just the things that I'm interested in or my hobbies or whatever. But I, I get what you mean about saying there could be yeah. multiple things that you have the addiction to. It's just not 100% for each one. So here's the the last topic that I want to bring up that it was a major revelation in my journey. And that it directly ties into the whole fitness and health podcast thing is when I first lost all these quote-unquote positive things or mental things or whatever you want to call them in my life and replaced it with alcohol, well, theoretically... Six months later, I could just realize, oh, shit, I lost all those things in my life, and I will, and I replace them with alcohol. Now I will take out alcohol, and I will replace it with square dancing, or bow hunting, or crocheting, or taint licking, or whatever it is, you know. The difference, though, in this type of addiction is it caused a physiological change in my brain yeah, and my body. So I can't just be like, holy shit, I'm drinking too much beer. Time to take up that more taint licking, yeah. you know? And I'm like, <laughs> next thing you know, I'm going to Midwest Taint Licking Fest. And, you know, I'm subscribing to Taint Licking Magazine, which these are all positive things to do right. to try to replace the addiction. He's part of Meet Me in Taint Louis. Yeah. Oh, dude. Actually, it's Beat Me in Taint Louis. And I put a ball gag in my mouth and a zipper on my butthole. But anyway, I can't just make that decision because now I've got this chemical dependency in my physiological, you know, life. Right. That's why when I finally made the mental decision that this is a bad thing, what did I say earlier in this podcast? What did I say I did when I was laying in bed? Oh, you shook. You were shaking. Yeah, I was shaking. Why was I shaking? Because it was, I had grown the addiction beyond my psyche and now i was physically my body needed it you were dependent right? on it yeah exactly so think of you out there this podcast listener that's like oh i'm just gonna stop drinking soda i'm just gonna stop eating sugar i'm just gonna stop the carbs it's not that fucking easy because you have trained your body to need it you right. know and even if you are mentally strong, you could be like, dude, don't lick a taint. But you are mentally strong enough to be like, she'll love it. <laughs> and you decide to do it anyway. When it comes to sugar addiction or just, fla just flavor addiction, MSG addiction, right. whatever you've got, your mental strength is actually powerless in the face of that. You know, like if in the first few weeks of me trying to distance myself from alcohol, alcohol, if I had been like, well, I can take one drink. No, one drink's too many and a hundred is not enough. That's the same thing that I believe overweight people who have become addicted to food go through. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, I will buy 
a bag of Famous Amos because I love licking taint and it sounds like Famous Anus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because I love cookies. Right. So I'll buy a bag of Famous Amos and I'll just, I'll just eat three, right? And then I'll crumple up the bag and I'll put it in my center console in my car and the rest will be for the next day. Bullshit. You're addicted. Your physiological response is going to take over on the drive home. You're going to be feeling that loss of the carbohydrates and the sugar and shit. And the next thing you know, your brain is paved in good good intentions, and you just find your hand shoveling fucking cookies into your mouth. It's like you got to realize that losing the weight or going on a diet is more than just a mental choice. And that's what I wanted to get out because a lot of people are like, mind over matter, you know, oh, just oh, put yeah. it, Why can't you just put it down? Yeah. Just put it down. And if anybody could have seen me shaking in my bed that morning, they would have known that's why I couldn't just put it down. Is because the body affects the brain at that point instead of the other way around. Right. And I, I, I strongly believe that a lot of overweight people are like that completely completely that's why i try to tell them it's not just about um hey don't eat that it's you know when you have that feeling you have to go do something else you have to replace gives it it a positive reinforcement you know not just oh well i wanted to eat something bad so i ate this instead it could be well hey instead of eating that go do you know, a lap around your subdivision. Like, I remember chewing gum was a big thing for me when I was first losing weight when we that's, first met. Dude, that, I'm doing that now myself. You know, I'm doing this 90-day challenge, and it's like I've been chewing so much gum in that time, like the, the mint kind, uh-huh. just to override, like, that flavor. Like, I feel like I have something, but then I go, you know what? Dude, you should try taint-flavored. Oh, that's well, who says I haven't? <laughs> Speaking of addictions, Tim. Um, Old Thomas Brain. You have an addiction to getting your butthole licked, is that correct? Uh, that is absolutely true. And I'm hoping, <laughs> since there's three of you here, that we can end this podcast a little early and you guys can get to licking. Dude, I got one of your cats on lockdown. And actually, I made a catnip. I reduced it into an oil and brushed it on with a paintbrush. So this cat should be pleasing you soon. <laughs> oh, well, well, here's an addiction. I'll toss it Tim's way because I'm sure he's like me. I know I'm horrible about this, but you know that's part of your job and you're surrounded by technology every minute of your life so it's an it's an easy um uh it's an easy addiction to have it's uh you know just how often do you find yourself like checking your phone or getting online or looking at something or getting addicted to uh social media or whatever with as much as you're around it um too much i i have a love-hate relationship with social media i think it's you love it, it hates you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And not necessarily that. just social media, but just, just the internet in general. The internet like I found myself that I'm like, man, I'm completely addicted to it. Well, I'd be, I mean, if there was no internet, I'd be out of a job yeah. and all kinds of other things. And I like the way it connects people, but I think there's that, like, we're too connected most times. And I, I'd really like to be able to not have the cell phone and close my Facebook right. account and all that and just get away from it because I don't want to be that exposed to everybody's inner thoughts. Uh, but it doesn't doesn't change the fact that yeah, I'm, uh, 
let's unlock it right now and look at my mm-hmm. email because I have email from exactly. work right now. You're constantly wanting to check it. I'm the same way as that. I've always said this phone right here is a desk. This is my office. My office is right here on this phone. I'm constantly checking, and it's not just because I want to see what's going on on Facebook and over here. I have clients that have access to me 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and I will get texts from them about how much water should I be taking and what should I be eating. Like, uh, and It's not just Dave Vega over here. <laughs> Everybody's got access to me 24 hours a day, seven days a week. My clients can use me in whatever way that they need to. And if they need to ask me questions or they need something from me at all times, I am available, but also on the business end. I'll be getting my Facebook messages multiple times a week from people that are asking, hey, I heard you do this. How much does training cost? When can I come in? How can I set up an assessment? Or clients telling me they're injured. What can they do about that? So my marketing, my advertising, my way of staying in touch with people is all right here in the palm of my hand. But... How much of that is me staying connected with clients and how often am I looking down and going, you know, well, while I'm answering so-and-so's message about this, oh, look, somebody else just texted me and said that. Or, oh, look at that. I've also on Twitter, oh, look what so-and-so just said. Next thing I know, I'm paying more attention to the office than I am what else is going around me. So when you find yourself like that and you know you have other work that needs to be done, what type of things do you do to counteract that need to get online or look at stuff. So, for instance, at work, I I'm facing a knife right now. Um, you broke. Yeah, I break. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> uh, I have an app on my phone. Like, if I actually have to focus on work and I don't want to like putz around for seventy percent of the day on Facebook or something mm-hmm. like that, I basically have a timer, and it's like, okay, you're going to do. 50 minutes of actual work. Mm-hmm. Oh, the power doing app, right? Yeah, basically. And then once that 50 minutes is up, then you have 12 minutes that you can check Facebook or read this article that you bookmarked earlier mm-hmm. or go to the break room and get another glass of water and that kind of thing. So that's I, I try to break it up that way during the work day. During... When I when I'm at home, it's it's a little more difficult because I'm just sitting on the couch or something, and or I'm at the gym on the treadmill. So what else am I going to do? I'm going to look on right. And- Always checking it. I've gotten bad to where I tell myself, well, hey, you know what? If I go at least five minutes without checking it, then I'll have ton more messages waiting for me when I get back on. Like that's <laughs> not a good way of doing it, but at least it delays it for a little bit. But for the listeners out there that are going, well, hey, you know, my whole thing is I overeat. It could be anything. It's not just you with the overeating. It's well, all these things in our lives that are addictions. There are ways to overcome it or delay it or replace it with something else. You're mentally strong enough. It's not about willpower. It's not about your mental strength. It's just making the conscious decision to want to. No, that's the key is making the conscious decision. because, And that's the thing I learned about addiction is you're not mentally strong enough to just say no. Right. You have to say no and yes. replace it. Yes. All right. And that's the thing that actually the first time I got in shape and you kind of led me on that path, I didn't realize what I was doing. I just did it naturally because I'm like, I'm going to give up soda. <laughs> but when I gave up soda, I had also never worked out before in my life. And I started and that was a new thing. So I became obsessed with that, you know, and when I was like, 
I'm not going to eat these carbs. It was in the Atkins craze. And I actually became crazed with looking at the back of labels and finding, oh, two grams of sugar? Can't have that. Yeah. Oh, tuna can? I can sit on that. (laughs) I mean, I can (laughs) open that and eat that. But what I didn't realize is I was replacing addictions, okay? So the whole point of this episode, I think, is to say... If you go on a diet, you've heard the, it's not temporary, or it's the 30-day Sam team challenge, you know, and things like that. And what you really need to be realizing is that you have an addictive personality. If you're not all in on another thing, then you're going to fail. Yes, completely. I agree. And I'm addicted to seeing all the people that get on the 30-day Team Sam yeah. Challenge. I'm and addicted to checking it and going, oh, there's another one. That's I mean, actually why I'm on here talking about it and advocating that. It isn't because I want to help you guys out. It's because it helps me get that fix. <laughs> I'm like, yes, another one. I mean, have check. you ever heard of somebody that's like, dude, I'm doing too much heroin for like 30 days. I just need to lay off the heroin and then I can be totally back on it. No, because, and that sounds silly, because as members of this society, we know that heroin is addictive. Mm. Well, guess what? Fucking honey buns are addictive. Honey nuts. But nobody addresses it. Ding-dongs, fucking fudge rounds, fucking chocolate chip, fucking donut sticks. (laughs) It's all addictive, you know? But Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Mountain Dew, that shit... You and what I tried to get across earlier is you are changing your physio your physiology. So don't think if you drink three Mountain Dews a day, you're gonna feel fucked up when you stop drinking those. Yes. Yes, you you're, you're rewiring your brain. Like you said, physiologically you are changing things. Addictions literally cause your brain to grow new neurons and create new pathways that make you crave this stuff. So it's not so just you gotta like... you got to put it in something. And I'll give you a story, right? And this story is not about me licking taint, which most of my stories are. <laughs> when I first stopped uh, drinking for that four months, guess what I had to have? What? Something in my hand. Yeah. A drink in my hand. And what I started getting was diet, sugar-free, cream soda. Yeah. I had to hold it in my hand. You know, like if you stop, like if every night you come home and you have a bag of candy or a bag of chips or something that you munch while you watch Game of Thrones, that's not going to go away. Your physiology expects that. But what could you replace it with? Could you replace it with raw almonds? Could you replace it with, I don't know, something wacky like crocheting? If you need to do something with your hands, could you sit there and crochet a fucking doily? I'm not saying that to be funny. I'm saying that to be genuine. Yeah. You know, like, repl- focus your replacement activity based on your physiolo- physiological addiction, not just your mental addiction. Right. You know, like, the whole cigarette thing. You know why a lot of people quit cigarettes with the vapor products? has nothing to do with nicotine it's that they still get to do something with their hands yeah that's what my mom yeah. said yeah absolutely well, that, that's why with the uh, with the whole food thing and the reason why i advocate replacing the bad cravings 
not with good food all the time, but with some type of physical activity is then your brain, your body actually then it needs the nutrients afterwards. Uh, it needs the nutrients to repair some of the stuff that's gone on whenever you did the physical activity. So then you're not craving a cheeseburger. You're not craving all these bad foods that you just had the craving for after you work out because your brain and your body's telling you, no, 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 at this point now I need protein, I need water, I need all the good things. And so it's not even an issue of that your hands were full. It's that your body itself then says, no, no, I don't need the fat at this point. I don't need all that sodium. Well, that's why the freaking Gil Thomas courtesy swipe is so great because it's like I've been tasting sodium, I've been tasting protein. (laughs) You know, I haven't been ingesting it though, so it's not added to my calorie content, but my mouth has been satisfied. <laughs> All right, and we're going to end on that note because if there's anything that you should have got out of this podcast today, it is that the Gil Thomas courtesy swipe can save your life and your marriage. And your marriage next time that you're craving those Pop Tarts, craving some steak and shake or McDonald's, here's what you do. You find a butthole, doesn't matter, male, female, dog. Well, it matters because you know how they have that whole chocolate starfish reference? Yeah. And it's supposed to be like, ew, gross. Not if that's the skin color. Then, it's, <laughs> <laughs> then it is a chocolate starfish and it is awesome. All right. Well, if you are addicted to anything, especially bad foods and uh, unhealthy habits, then you need to be following us on Twitter at How Should I Bro. If you're on Facebook, make sure you like us. We're also on there as How Should I Bro. Me, I'm Sam Richardson. You can find me on Twitter at Sam underscore the underscore trainer. You can follow us on Periscope and Instagram. My handle on there is at AdamRawSTL. I'm Tim Pickerel. You can follow me on Twitter at Tim Hates You, and you can follow me on Instagram at Onyx Edge Studios. I'm Jordan Taylor. You can follow me on Twitter at Jordan Taylor82, or you can follow me every Thursday night at my AA meeting. <laughs> and I'm Davey Vega. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Periscope. I forgot about that at Davey Vega85. And for all of us here. We love you guys. We hope you're addicted to us. Hopefully we're not down to just two listeners. And if we are, those of you that are loving this because it's funnier than shit. Thanks for hanging tell in Tell your friends to download this podcast. Subscribe to us because you're going to learn something, but it's also one hell of a good time. And with that, we will catch you guys on the next download. All right, bitches, break out your taints or I'm taking this shot of tequila, motherfuckers.